El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do this show. Joining me today, he is the host of the television show, Ginormous Foods. He's also my co-host on the Darkest Hour podcast and my co-producer on the Darkest Hour live show, which you can see every damn month at Westside Comedy Theater. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Denny. Also joining me, he is the co-host of the Cracked Gets Personal podcast and a former co-worker of mine. Probably read a bunch of his work in the personal experience section on Cracked. Now you're going to hear him talk about guns with us today on Unpopular Opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Evans. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. Hi, Unpopular. Don't talk that way. It's, that's it's, not how you talk. That's not... Welcome to the gun not, show. You motherfucker. That's Someone Jeff. going to say it. That's Jeff, my co-host. My host with the co. How's it going, Jeff? It's going well. Thank hey, you. good. Robert Avenger here. Hey there. From where do you work? Cracked. Cracked.com. Dot gov. The web's cracked. I think it might be dot XXX. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I'm familiar. I've read a bunch of your work. Yeah. You brought a bunch of guns today, or I someone did. did. I don't know how they all got in the studio, but we do have a, 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 a small arsenal. There's a weapon for each of us. I know. Oh, there is. Like, and is... we are going to rob Robert Evans of these weapons using one of them. I was a fool and didn't bring any bullets. Oh, yeah. So, Damn it. So you don't I'll even tell need you to what. use. You can just use <laughs> Yeah, Jeff. I was going to say, I'll just. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That makes it so much the easier. Real fun with yeah. The, yeah, this, anyway. I just realized this is what happens when you start a, like a zombie video game and they give you options of guns. They're like, do you want the Magnum pistol, the assault rifle, or the shotgun? Mm-hmm. It is. It's exactly like Why that. Why are you looking at me like you've never played a video game? And you, you want the shotgun. What? Usually, yeah. yeah. Josh yeah. Denny's also here. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going well. It's going to be a good podcast. I I'm should be. It. We're talking about some goddamn gun control today. You know what's funny, too, is I was, I was sitting here thinking, coming in, I was like, well, we should have a pretty diverse political spectrum. But then I went back and read your Cracked article on gun control from a couple years back, and I was like... I think we all are probably going to agree. I feel like Jeff might be the one who <laughs> has the most disagreements. I'll probably, I'll yeah. probably speak. I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, and then Evans we'll, here, like, and then we'll, I really, we'll I really kill Jeff. Think, That's fine. I'll, all three of you. I'll, yeah, who? Let's go this for will it. be like <laughs> this will be like list cast, but for whoever loses, they they don't ever come back. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've been out shooting since I was like five. I bought my first gun at eighteen, but I I'm pretty pro gun control. Uh, if there was a fucking, if aliens came down and were like, we can get rid of all the fucking guns just like that, like, I'd do that in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, and I also well, grew up around a lot of guns. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. If it could happen like that, yeah. if aliens yeah. could <laughs> literally come down and say, boom, no more guns, all yeah. for it. But part of the problem with that is everyone's going to go, well, then how are we going to stop them from raping us? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if the aliens came in and were like, we're going to take your guns, I'd be like, mm. 
you know what? On Good second luck. thought, let's keep the guns. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That's the one group I wouldn't want to give the guns yeah. to. We'll give you these beads for this Manhattan of guns. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're then, obviously we're talking about guns because of what happened in Las Vegas last sh- week. Wait, what? Uh, I don't know if it, there was a country music festival. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, bad. <laughs> That's either the worst time to the best time sound effect ever. <laughs> is that the a, only time for that? Is that like a Death Eagle or well, a, that was for the just for the country music? Oh, that's the Eagle of country music. Nothing the more Eagles American than that. Oh no! Oh Jesus Christ! But uh, yeah, and uh, things went very poorly. To say the least, <laughs> you were you're like the friendliest concert reviewer in the history of media. The Porta Johns were well organized. Yeah. There was ample food. Yeah. yeah, not a lot of exits. Yeah. By yeah. the end of the concert, the crowd had really thinned out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I thought that was going to be me to make the first really inappropriate well, joke. I mean, Give it to Jeff May. Look, I can't go in my time machine and undo what happened. Yeah. So like, you have a time machine? It's a comedy yeah. podcast. You have to understand we're like we're doing the best we can. At well, least we're talking about it. Strap this in shit. everybody for this podcast. I'll be playing the role of feminist blog <laughs> nut job. That would be interesting. Let's talk about the real weapons, those things hanging between your white privileged legs. Go. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Those kill more things than any guns. So I don't I don't even know where where we should start in in talking about gun control. I think opening with with like, hey, that was fucked up, right? Well, yeah, obviously like it was kinda... super duper fucked up, yeah, it and pretty it's messed up. It's well, it's the kind of thing where we're still waiting to hear information on it well, as to motive. We and... shouldn't speculate on motive, but let's, Adam. Let's. I'm not. I mean, I know ISIS took credit for it, and the FBI said no, definitely not. But. Eh, I wouldn't discount that. Why? Because he's a rich white dude? He also did a lot of traveling and wired money to the Philippines the week before. Wasn't that for his wife, though? Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Because I think he knew what was going to happen. It was like, oh, you think so? Oh, you think he had some plans? (laughs) Yeah. But like more than a day in advance. But that's the thing. But like, why would that surprise anybody that he wired a bunch of money to the Philippines to his girlfriend who was in the Philippines? Well, I mean, but it's not just shoot himself in the face. It's not just that. There's other things like his all the travel he did and shit like that. The fact that he just had all these guns like there's it's not I mean, it's. I mean, an old white guy like in Nevada is w- gonna have all those guns. Well, I, she, yeah. Pro- yeah, but I feel like it would be, uh, it would be kind of uh, jumping to a conclusion to just go, no, definitely not terrorism uh, in any way, for sure. But also, like, I tried researching this. Like, you can't even research this very well because you don't have all the information yet. Right. Like, it's so important because all it is is just people being like, well, you know, there's two windows blown out, and that might mean it's more than one person. And you're just like, well, well I've we been seeing, I've, I, there's this ridiculous fucking video going around. The fourth floor shooter. The fourth floor shooter, and there's this light flashing, and people are like, see? And it's like, yeah, a stray flashing light in Las Vegas. How would that ever happen? That was debunked in like five seconds yeah, because light... they showed a news reporter in front of it, and that it's a strobe in a room yeah. that's, that was still going off during the yeah. news report. Yeah, it was going yeah, off all fucking night. Lots of discos going on <laughs> in Vegas. Listen, people fuck there. I don't know if you know this about Vegas, but shooting is only like a new thing. People have yeah. been fucking there for centuries. But the, the thing with calling it terrorism right away also is terrorism involves a political motivation. And if there isn't that, then we 
Yeah, it's I not. Think, I think there's a good chance this guy just wanted to try and be the biggest mass shooter this country had ever had. Like, I think that, that there's a good, there's, like, he was, ri- he was a rich asshole, and he was like, yeah. I have the money that I could fucking pull off a shooting like no one else could, because no millionaire's ever gone on a random murder spree like this. Well, I think you, what you, you know, just described as maybe the most horrifying thing is yeah. that maybe the motive was boredom yeah. and going like, oh, this Call of Duty ain't getting my dick hard anymore. I'm just gonna try not to, to not to say that video games are to blame or anything like this, but maybe this was this dude's like most dangerous game, right? You know, it's funny though because you brought up your you were like you know a millionaire like they a millionaire's never done this before. It's like yeah, that's because they're millionaires. Like people, yeah. it's so hard to think that you know normally when people do this, it's like I've been pushed too far, but this guy's just been just pushing. Yeah. yeah well, you know dick. what's funny yeah. is uh, the the cop. The, the, the sheriff who's leading the investigation in Nevada, the guy who's talking to the media anyway, um, he, he's, he said he used the word superhero the other day. Like for one guy to pull this whole thing off, he'd have to be sort of a superhero. And he's like, well, not a hero, but like a super guy. And I was like, the word you're looking for is supervillain. <laughs> he's a fucking supervillain. A millionaire who wants to kill people is a fucking supervillain. Yeah, he's reverse Batman. Yes. Yeah. Or the and Punisher. So, yeah, or, or, yeah, or the Punisher. Yeah. yeah or normal the Punisher. And, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no one's really ever gotten uh, uh, insight into what the musical preferences are of one Punisher. Yeah. Well, you know, what's, so what's <laughs> this guy? What's interesting, and as a side note, um, because New York Comic Con is happening right now, they pulled the Punisher, yes. uh, the whole thing. They were going to do a big push for the Punisher coming out on Netflix. And they were like, that might not uh, be Maybe a not good the idea. Time. Disney, yeah. just, Disney was like, hey, we're still Disney. Poor yeah. John Barenthal, by the way. Like, you're, hey, John, how does it feel to be part of the biggest show in, in all of television history and then murdered in season two? And by the way, enjoy your Punisher show. But we have to pull it. Sorry, somebody somebody pulled a U, and uh, now we can't promote your show. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing uh, I'm I, I don't know worried about or just curious about is if it does come out that there's some political motivation here. He was shooting at a crowd of country music fans. Like it could very well be that it was an anti-Trump thing. Yes. Does yeah. anybody? And then it? at that point, you one have to call it terrorism. But boy, is that an uncomfortable association for is. the left. Do yeah. You, um, Huge. And and by the way, that was my first instinct. Well, yeah, well, he's shooting at country music well, fans. Yeah. Well, that's also, why like, he's a fucking old guy who's been gambling for the last thirty years and owned a bunch of yeah. lived in the middle of nowhere, bought a bunch of guns. Like I don't know. I feel like no motivation other than fucking murdering people is likelier than. This well, dude yeah. suddenly well, got political. I mean, that's and, obviously the first motivation but you is all, that he wanted to murder people. But on, on top of that, too, like you can see the idea that if you are paranoid of the government in any way, specifically the Trump government, specifically all the actions being taken to solidify the executive branch over all others, you might see this as attacking the people that voted for him. And so that's why a lot of people are saying false flag well it's not necessarily a fault it's not i don't think it's a false flag in the sense that it is a government false flag but i know no the but but i do think i do think here's a very this is the conclusion i've drawn so far i think a very realistic thing is and and i'm making a lot of sweeping assumptions just based on what we do know uh most of his guns were purchased october of last year he bought like 33 guns in yeah. that month, which was right around election time. Right? Wow! I thought it was. I thought it was. He bought 33 between October and September. Okay, yeah, it was, yeah but it was fall yeah. of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the interesting thing is, I only know this because it happened while we were filming the first season of my show. The presidential debates were happening at that time, 
And I remember watching that first debate between Hillary and Trump, and I remember watching her cadence, and her she kind of like would scoff at him and laugh at him, and I remember thinking, holy shit, she's going to hand this to him. Yeah. Like, people are going to fucking hate her, and they're going to vote for him out of protest. So I almost feel like, okay, here's, let's think about this. Affluent guy, wealthy, wife from another country, immigrant wife, right? Um, tr- well-traveled, so p- potentially left-leaning, liberal guy, maybe, right? You feel that the nation is slipping into this conservative thing. There was a lot of alt-right shit happening in the fall of last year around that same time. This guy goes, okay, the, the, the right is taking the country over. We're going to have racist problems. We're going to have gun problems. I can solve that by creating the biggest mass shooting in history and getting people to say enough guns. So if I can take the guns out of the right's hands, it's the only fighting chance the left might have to not being taken over by this this newfound conservatism. So it's, again, a lot of sweeping assumptions, but th- there could be some logic there. No, that's yeah. not fun, because it's also, one of the things that's interesting about this from like a political standpoint, like just the way the shooting was carried out, is that there's no, none of the usual arguments of the right uh, work on this one. There was no way, like, a good guy with a gun could have stopped this. No. Like, what do you want an entire no. concert guy's opening an fire position. on the Mandalay Bay Casino? <laughs> 20,000 people pulling out their nines and just lighting up this side of well, the and, and the most interesting part of the ongoing investigation was the sheriff said, um, they asked him, did, was there anything on this at the scene that led you to believe that this guy thought he was going to make it out of this alive? And he said, yes. And they said, oh, yeah. And they said, what is it? And he goes, I can't tell you that. It's a part of the ongoing investigation. So that's terrifying because this dude was barricaded in, cameras outside. This motherfucker was expecting to make an escape and potentially go do this again. Right. Like, this wasn't a suicide mission. Which, by the way, from the beginning, out of a casino. Like, people, no, you can't leave a casino. Oh, you ain't never seen Ocean's 12? I saw Ocean's 11, and you try to run out of a casino, and they knock you out. I mean, he would have had to have definitely been planning to leave the guns. Like, there was no way he was going to escape. Well, he had another 1,600 rounds in his car ready to go. Yeah, well, his car was rigged to explode if it was fired at. Yeah, I heard that on uh, the news this morning. Well, and that's the fucking scariest thing about this shooting isn't getting much play, which is that this guy had a decent quantity of what's called tannerite. Tannerite, tannerite yeah. a shitload of fun. I played with it a bunch. It's a two-part explosive that's made for setting off avalanches, like for forest services to use, but it's acquired a second career as like a reactive target. Because it's very safe. You could light it on fire all day and it won't go off, but when you mix it, if you shoot it with a rifle, and this right here, the AK-47, is the only weapon here that fires at a high enough velocity to trigger tannerite it explodes and a 20 pound charge will set off an explosion you can fucking see from space so this so is you're a- saying this thing was designed to be a booby trap for a SWAT team exactly because you set this thing up on the inside if he'd set this if he'd set 20 fucking pounds of tannerite on the inside of his door and as soon as he sees the SWAT team st- stacked outside instead of shooting himself puts a bullet into that well, you're looking at like a fucking quarter of that casino going up in smoke. Wow. Um, I talked to, I did an article last year about the possibility of like a civil war in the United States. And one of the people I interviewed was this guy, David Kilcolan, who was the U.S. State Department's chief strategist. He planned the surge in Iraq in 2008. And when I asked him, like, what the fuck scares you about violence in the United States in the next 10 years? And he said, it's fucking Tannerite. Like, this shit is everywhere. You can have it delivered to your door. You can get 20 pounds of it for two, 300 bucks. Because it's used primarily in demolition. And it's that used primarily outbra- for fun now. Oh, okay. It's a toy. It's like a, it's like Boy, a toy. Boy, you said it. It's <laughs> like a fucking ritual. I mean, they yeah. fucking outlawed jarts yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> but Tannerites. Like, but Tannerites. Yeah. And jorts fine. in the 90s. <laughs> but, like, but, like, what the fuck? Like, how is that? 
not the most regulated thing. Well, and that's you bring it's up. It's never been really used in a crime. But you, before. but you bring yeah. up, but you bring up an interesting case. And this is always what I've said about gun control. And, and I do agree with what Stephen Crowder said in his big long rant this week that evil will find a way. Like, and you're talking about the Tannerite thing. Like, okay, so how much does it really take to set that shit off? One shot? Mm-hmm. So any high-powered, yeah. even a high-powered hunting rifle that doesn't fall into the assault category could probably do the trick. Oh, absolutely. It, it, anything that's above, I think, uh, 223 is is sort of like the minimum threshold for a rifle round. So you couldn't set it off. off with like a 22 hobby rifle no, or hunting rifle? No, a 22 rifle. won't, a 17 HMR it won't, but an AR will, an AK-47 will, and of course, you know, hunting rifles are generally 30-06 or something, right. and those will certainly do the trick. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the thing, this obviously has gotten people talking about gun control again, and I'm certainly not opposed to the idea of gun control and limits on guns, but what's interesting about this crime is there there are no stricter gun laws short of banning gun sales altogether that would have stopped this. I mean, right. the bump stocks. We yeah, the no, bump stocks. Nobody fucking needs By the way, right. yeah. did you see the NRA came out and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe we should look at maybe, those. Maybe those shouldn't be available. Right. Yeah. Yeah, are, are the NRA making money off those, or do they just make well, money that, off the guns? Well, that's the point. I think the NRA is very smart. I think they said, "We'll, we'll cut off our fucking finger as a sign of tribute." Oh yeah, to, yeah, to totally. stay alive. Yeah. Okay. We'll, okay. We'll take the bump stocks. Yeah, we just want to keep the the actual yeah, gun. Yeah. Here's my here's my concern: is we're all up in arms about gun control now, and we'll do whatever: ban automatic weapons, ban bump stocks, blah blah blah, and maybe mass shootings go down, and we go see. We fixed the gun problem. It's like, no, there's still a lot of yeah. suicides and a lot of black people dying in neighborhoods you don't fucking care about. Yeah, I think right. I think we might want to like go back, and I, I don't want to be like the guy that's like, you know, let's so, but like look back at the Second Amendment back when like the government was forty dudes mm-hmm. that just had right. overthrown a government. Well, and everyone talks so about like, like, oh, the law was about muskets and everything, but that's been debunked too because there's like there's a lot of other there were some specific things called out. In, in where they wanted the Second Amendment to be applied to, where it wasn't. So, you know, I bet I bet if you showed those old motherfuckers machine guns, they'd be like, oh, yeah, everybody needs these. These are the shit. I might... If the Redcoats might come not, back, I, if the Redcoats come back, it'll be a real short day. I, I don't know. They weren't I don't cool know. with people making their own whiskey. Like George Washington <laughs> yeah, brutally like, put down a bunch of whiskey makers. You, you got to <laughs> remember, like, like the Constitution and sort of like the sort of restructuring of the United States government is because a bunch of fucking farmers in Springfield, Massachusetts, showed up with pitchforks, right? And we're like. Fuck you guys. Like, imagine that now versus then. Back then, well, you isn't had gunsmithing much... illegal everywhere, though? What? No. Isn't it? I thought no, it was. It's like no. a fucking very a hobby. popular I thought hobby. It was, yeah. Well, I thought it was a federal offense to make weapons. No. no. In a lot, in most states in the United States, it's perfectly legal to make your own weapons. Wow. There's certain, sometimes you have to, you have to register, like register certain them, yeah. things, but like I'm building me, your own car. But to, me, yeah. that's, but to me, that's where it gets dangerous. Forget about what's being sold. I mean, that, I, I think we could agree that that needs to be regulated as, as much as possible. But, you know, we're talking about 3D printing. I mean, guys are making guns and showing YouTube videos at home of how to do it with, like, if you have polymer and a 3D printer, you can make a fucking handgun. It's like fucking clear and present danger the guy made his gun out of plastic so he could take care of it. like, I understand that that shit's going to happen, but and I, I hate to be the guy that always goes, like, Jim Jeffries is a good point, but he has a good point that you can get certain guns in different places. Like, you can still get guns in Australia. 
They're just seven to ten times more expensive. But here's the problem I have with the Australia comparison, because I knew we were going to get here. I have There's so many. Here's the biggest. Re- got 50 people. The biggest. Like, I get that. Well, the biggest reason it won't work is because Australia is mostly upper middle class white people. There is not the class disparity. That is exactly why it won't work. Uh, in America. Oh, yes, because there there is not the outward disparity of wealth in Australia. There aren't a million George Clooney's in in uh, America or in uh, Australia like there are in the United yeah. States. There aren't 16-year-old kids like Jake and Logan Paul making millions of dollars throwing shit in their neighbors' pools where the guy at home with his guns is like, fuck these rich people. You know what I mean? So the crime exists in this country because of the economic disparity in this country. That, that That's not a factor in Australia. Right. The, the and only- the, thing, the thing about us, I've been making this point all fucking mm-hmm. week to people, is that banning, like confiscating guns, full scale confiscation? That's fucked up. Yeah. Never going to happen. It sounds fun until you realize that's going to involve sending a militarized police force into a lot of exactly. neighborhoods that are being brutalized by militarized well, police forces I already. Like, I don't even think that's the fucking biggest reason to be scared of it because that those people are not going to put up the kind of organized resistance that the rural parts of this the country right. do. Yeah. Like they, they would starve the cities. Remember when the militia shut down a road like that by setting up a few IEDs. Yeah. Remember yeah. when that militia showed up? Was it at yeah. Standing Rock or the thing in, no, no, in no, Washington? No, no, Oregon. 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 Yeah. And they yeah. just showed up and were like, motherfucker, yeah. go yeah. ahead and try it. No, like, we're ready. Uh, I was going to say, my, my argument with the Australia, I wasn't bringing up like the confiscation of guns. I was talking about when certain guns, not all, but when certain guns are made harder or impossible to get and they're like well you can still get them on the black market but like the black market is not a place you just show up to and the other aspect of that is they become much more expensive i'm not saying that a full australia confiscation and then ban would work it wouldn't it's impossible we are the gunniest gun country that's ever gunned but the thing yeah. but the thing about the the, the, the the but the financial aspect is the thing i'm talking about like once that becomes an issue or what if guns were at that price point anyway i mean we have more guns than people like i, I no, yeah, that, like, I don't. Not... I don't disagree with that, but but the problem, and and when we watched Jim Jeffries go through that whole amazing gun rant, by the way, in his special, a couple was it uh, Freedom or no, the one ago, before yeah. that, Bear. Yeah. Um, Netta had just come back from Australia, and she goes, "Yeah, but it kind of works because they don't have black people yeah. or Mexican people or anybody else who's like, fuck you, I'm not giving you my guns because you you already have everything else.' We know it's the blacks yeah. and the Mexicans that aren't giving I, up their guns. Well, listen, well, she was making that. a joke, but it's <laughs> kind of like where are the where are the crime riddled economic despair areas in this country? Yeah, I see so They're many. Not white, I see so many people not. who are like, oh. White people, do you really not feel safe if you don't have a gun? It's like, yeah, maybe white people can't make that argument, but there are a lot of people in places like Baltimore and Chicago who just in the NBA. No, have you ever heard? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, (laughs) that's the thing. It's that's a a legitimate argument because a lot of these players they grew up in really high crime areas. They want to be able to go back home and fucking visit people, but the reality of where they're going to. You kind of want to have a gun, but it's Sean even, Taylor. But it's yeah. even it's even past that though. When you talk to athletes, and there's a very common reason they carry, and it's because everyone wants a piece of an athlete. Oh yeah, everybody. And the next guy that comes up to you could want to make the fucking news and pull out a gun and shoot you in the face. It's not just that they're going home to inner cities; it's that wherever they go, right. they have a fucking target on their back. Yeah. you can't be a six foot ten. 
black dude walking around, people are like, oh, that guy's in the fucking NBA. Or somebody trying to, you know how many times people try to fight UFC fighters in bars? Oh, Like, yeah. that's a very common thing. There's a reason and it that. And starts a great YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, but like, there's a reason that Mike Tyson needed bodyguards. Yeah. Like, people seem to forget that. That Well, and, and social media has made it worse because now, now you're not just seeing these guys play ball and assuming what they make and reading about their contracts in the at. news. You see their houses. You see their cars. You see yeah. their, their routine. You see where they are right now. I mean, that's one of the things Kim Kardashian said after her robbery was like, it made me realize, like, maybe I shouldn't be Snapchatting 24 fucking 7 so people can track my location at all times. Didn't they say that was fake? No, it's not fake. It wasn't fake. Oh. For some reason, I thought that was fake. We, we, a, we all wanted it to be fake, but it wasn't fake. We have an interesting comment from the live stream. This is from Ashley Bess. My husband works in Baltimore, and the school next to his apartment community allows kids to bring pocket knives to school because they need it on the walk to school. Holy fucking shit! We used That's to, the imagine world we, sending your kids to school every morning to a school where the school is like, hey, uh, maybe send a knife with your... Youngster, God, that's such a bad idea. Yeah, it's it's a bad idea, Knives and it's not a good but it's even weapon. more than a <laughs> even more than a bad idea. It's just but really it is a statement on Baltimore and yeah. sad. You were about to, to talk about, about the ceasefire that totally failed epically in Baltimore a couple weeks back. Uh, I, th- I think you were. No, was that why Ray was Lewis so, took a knee? No, no, <laughs> no. Right. No, uh, Ray Lewis agreed no, to a, stop killing it was like black a, people. It was like a month or two ago. Baltimore, like the, one of the, I think the mayor or some city councilwoman was like, "Listen, let's just have one weekend where nobody shoots anybody." Mm-hmm. And then there were like five dudes who were like, "They're not going to expect us to kill shit. We can get away with it." And then like thirty people got murdered in that weekend. Yeah, that's the problem behind so the a big beautiful idea of yeah, huge kill nobody day. Yeah. yeah, which would be a good holiday otherwise. Yeah, it was also unfortunately Kill Nobody Day was also on Opposites Day. Yeah, oh. so like it kind of comes back on you. Yeah. But that is, uh, I mean, you do, you're right. Like when you look at like inner cities in Chicago, like dangerous areas, and then so you like the biggest gun consumers are people that live in areas that are very very dangerous and they need them to survive. And then the other aspect of that is fucking white. Dude, hunters and well, and I think militia like the, the problem is like when you talk about the inner city guns, like the vast majority of guns in the inner city are those are going to be this five shot, thirty eight round right. revolvers. That is, and this is the gun that kills the most Americans. That's weird, Jeff. Okay. That's really, Jeff kissed really the gun. Weird. That was weird. so powerful. <laughs> but when you talk about like. You should see what it's like to have a dick against if, your lips, Jeff. If there's a if there's a fucking if 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 there's a law that says okay, we're gonna take confiscate all the assault weapons. Like everyone who has one of these has to hand them into the government. We're gonna send police officers or whoever the fuck soldiers out to take everybody's ARs and AK-47s. You have turned Texas, Georgia, Florida, the entire North American Dakota, South, South Dakota, Southwest, a big chunk of the Midwest and the North is Iraq. Yeah, like that's like that's what you've done fucking overnight, right? And it's, that's where the fucking food comes from. And it's, a very it's not like the police are going to be on the side of the federal government in those areas. They're going to be more fucking militias. Right. Because most of those cops are in militias in fucking no fucking where South Dakota. Like, and, and as we're finding out, outspoken racists. Yes. And one model people never bring up when they talk about other countries having really strict gun laws is Mexico. Because boy, does Mexico have strict gun laws. There's... I think one or two places in all of Mexico that you can legally Isn't there just one gun buy a store gun. In yeah, there's like City? one yeah. gun store, maybe. T- I think it is just one. Yeah. And the, the hey Jeff, when was the last time you walked down the street and saw a beheaded child? 
Uh, it's like weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, every fucking day in Mexico, but they don't have guns. Well, they do have guns. They get them they from us. Machetes. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, that's the problem is they, well, like, you'll hear some people will be like, no, they steal them from the Mexican military. No, they're getting their guns from us. No, they get their didn't guns Obama from... do that? Like, didn't he Obama and like... President yeah. George W. Bush. Yeah, yeah they like they both were like, like... Nine years. Oops. Yeah. Little egg on our faces. Uh-oh. Well, and I talked to a guy who was part of that. Like, he worked at a gun store in Arizona. So Arizona and Texas have what's called, like, you hear about the gun show loophole? That's bullshit. It has nothing to do with gun shows. What it has to do with is unregulated face-to-face sales, which right. means Private in the transfers. state of Texas, yeah. I can say... Here you go, Jeff. Give me a hundred dollars. This is your gun now. And there's fucking deal. there's nothing anyone else. There's nothing. If a police officer yeah. saw me hand you a sack of rifles in a parking lot for a pile of cash, he could do nothing to stop yeah. the transaction. But that's but that is a common gun show thing in like Georgia. It happens at gun Georgia's shows. Like a huge gun show place. Right? Yeah, like, it happens at gun shows, but it happens just as often on fucking Craigslist. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I bought guns on Craigslist in Maine. They had Uncle Henry's. Yeah, you'd buy Uncle Henry's. It was like a want at like a, a oh, an ad, yeah. an ad thing, and there was like the biggest section. After farm equipment was fucking guns, mm-hmm. and yeah. people and you'd see people like selling like I got five AK forty sevens, man, and because uh, like Maine is like the south of the north. Yeah. So, so this guy who was working at a gun show in Arizona. What would happen is about once a week, someone would come in and buy sometimes two or three Barrett fifty caliber rifles, which are guns about the yeah, length a, of from here to here that fire a bullet this long. That has to be mounted. It can right? go. It doesn't have to, but you really ought to. It can go through a fucking armored vehicle. Uh, like that's what. And they're $10,000, and someone would buy two or three of them in a week and then take them and then make a face-to-face sale to some stranger because they don't have to do any. There's, they're yeah. not technically breaking the law. So you're saying that's easily. really where we could tighten things up and, and have the most impact? The single easiest thing we could do to reduce gun violence in America and Mexico would be to stop face-to-face yep. sales. So you have to have a, a – dis- like, essentially, it's the same thing. You can't sell liquor to a friend, yeah, yeah. Only, so you would need to have yeah, a license because, to sell. Because then only federal firearms licensed businesses businesses could sell guns and they would have to do a background check for everyone who bought a gun. Right. But that's easiest that, thing you could do. But that makes it extra weird on top of that now because guns are collectibles. Yeah. Like that adds yeah. another aspect to it where like fucking you could collect guns. People and that's a that very and... strange yeah. it's a very strange loophole to have that you're like my hobby is collecting murder machines. Well, it's like it's like but some people, Pokemon I mean, cards in the south. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, how, I mean, but how much pawn stars I mean, literally, we're talking fucking about love that show. fucking thousands of hours of Pawn Stars. Are all of the are all the gun like the Civil War shit? Like that's a real big business. Of course, of well, course, yeah. it is. The weird fucking thing about Civil War era guns, Revolutionary War era guns, is California is one of the only states where those are legally guns. In Texas, Civil War era weaponry are called curios. They're completely unregulated. Wow. Anyone can buy them. Um, there is no. They're not firearms, even though they're fucking firearms. Right. They're not. Legally, in but most, most of people the don't. I mean, some people. I guess I, I just. I'll take that back. I was like, most people don't fire them, and then I remembered Pawn Stars, and they're like, does yeah. it fire? Yeah. <laughs> and then they're just out in the field immediately those. afterwards, <laughs> shooting these hundred-year-old guns. Oh, ever, and it's fun as hell, man. Yeah. Black powder guns are cool. Have but. you ever seen Civil War era ammunition, like the shit that mini they balls, mini and balls. Shit, yeah. Do you know what a mini ball is? It's a tiny bomb. 
Yeah. They, they shoot a tiny yeah. grenade into you, and once it hits, oh, yeah. it explodes and sends shrapnel oh, through what's, the body. What's the fucking short stock musket that you just put shit in and shoot it at people? I mean, that's what that was, a shotgun yeah. used to what, be. Yeah, but what, but what were they called? I know. There's a bunch of different weapons like that, but like that's... But I, I oh my god, I thought it was that's like a... kind of what a shot... I mean... Yeah, you could put fucking a, knives and Muscatoon or something? I don't time know. for this. This is... Uh, <laughs> This is oh, a, good. Yeah. This is a 12-gauge shot shell, and it's clear in the side, so you can see what a 12-gauge shotgun. This is double-lot buckshot, so this is what you'd use on a person. You're going to kill it. Um, or a deer. And functionally, yeah, or well, a deer. Was, here, let yeah. me say it. I'll hold it up. Buck, buckshot. Uh, so each of those little balls in there is kind of roughly equivalent to a 9-millimeter bullet. Getting shot with a single round from a shotgun is like getting hit 9 or 10 times from a 9-millimeter handgun at once. Ugh. That's what well, a shotgun is. But that's one of the reasons why, I mean, most of my friends that are gun collectors are like, listen, man, if you want a, a weapon for protection... Uh, oh, yeah. It should be a shotgun. There's because, nothing that comes close. Because, first of yeah, all, yeah. unless you're a marksman, you're not going to hit somebody with a handgun in a, in a, in a fit of excitement or a home invasion situation or something like that. And, uh, and nothing's going to disable anybody faster than a 12-gauge shotgun. Yeah. And so, you know, Adam's point, I think we talked about guns on one of the shows many, many years ago back at the cracked office or whatever, probably when one of these shootings happened, yeah. was uh, you mentioned that handguns are really the biggest problem in America when it comes to gun deaths because you have to factor in the crime usage and suicide. Suicide, right? Yeah. Not a lot of people are cracking this bad boy into the old and mouth. And that's that's the mm-hmm. thing. People are getting so up in arms this time around about people suggesting, oh, maybe this guy was just mentally ill. And people are like, no, don't scapegoat the mentally ill. Fuck you. Mental illness is a huge. Yeah. Part of gun deaths in this country. Yeah, yeah, that that's a little stupid. When people are like, "Don't call someone mentally ill just because they snapped and decided to kill right. fifty something people," it's like that's. Do you I call them healthy? Like, yeah. I, wrote, I feel like that's I'm not patient zero for yeah. mental illness. Like you know how you sometimes don't want to get out of bed. That guy's fucking mentally ill, and you're sad. There's a you, difference, uh, with the exception of the the tower shooting that happened in fucking '66 in Texas. You can really trace the phenomenon of mass shootings and especially going postal, Mm -hmm. which we talked about all the time in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. You can really trace that to deinstitutionalization when Reagan Reagan. shut down. First, he did it in California and shut down mental institutions, which gave us our homeless problem. And then he became president and was like, let's do that everywhere. You know what? We went gangbusters in California, not literally. Yeah. Yeah. and now here we go. Let's yeah. do it everywhere. And if you remember, 1984, I think, was the San Diego McDonald's shooting, which was like 20 people. And that was one of the first times. Oh, the, the Mick shooting. Yeah, the Mick, the Mick massacre. And it gave us falling down. <laughs> and it did give us falling down. I wanted down. to yeah, look yeah. like the picture. <laughs> and that was, you know, that, if you look into that case, the day before, that guy called about trying to get mental health treatment and was just like put on hold, and they never called him back. And he was like, okay, I'll go shoot up a McDonald's instead. And, like, why wouldn't we call that, like, no matter what he did, why wouldn't we call that mental illness? And the thing is, in this case, talk about all the gun control you want, but there are no gun control regulations that would have stopped this, aside from the 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 bumper bumper stock stock thing. But beyond that, he bought the guns legally. He didn't have a criminal record. There was nothing... In his background that would have stopped him from buying guns. The one thing that might have stopped him is there was a time in this country where a concerned family member could ring up a a federal mental institution and go, hey, 
Uh, I think my family member might be getting ready to shoot up Las Vegas. How about you commit him against his will for a weekend? Like anybody thought this guy well, would, was fucking. <clears throat> Like yeah, that, yeah. and I, I was, but if someone did, at least there was a point in history when yeah. they could have done that. But now you I can't that, even do that. I yeah, I mean, weird. if you if you want to know how hard it is to get, like, people are like, how could he keep this secret? How many times have you been caught jerking off? I mean, like me, on me, the bus? No, like me, maybe home. once in like a. But uh, how many you mean times while have you shooting been, all the no, time? No. <laughs> I'm saying, like, the things we keep secret in our lives, are, it's not that hard to keep something completely secret. Like, people like his girlfriend had to know. It's like, I, I sneak into the living room at 8 a.m. and jerk off every day. I've been caught once. <laughs> 8 this, this could have been this guy's jerking off. He's just out in the woods. like, I'm going to the lab. Well, and there's nothing, like, if you're a target shooter, if you're someone who shoots to get better at hitting targets, there's no visual difference between what you're doing and what a nut job who's preparing yeah. to go commit a shoot. Yeah, true. Doing. No one who's going to see it is going to be like, oh, this guy is training for... Or something other than just wanting to hit a circle. Well, I uh, I was gonna, and I mentioned this to you guys before we started recording, but I found out sort of through social media because this is what happens that someone I graduated high school with, like husband, was the guy that sold him most of the guns, and like he used to clean out all the guys' guns, yeah. and like their family is super fucked up now for sure because he's just like. He's like I, I I did everything I could I you know right. like the guy was nice he was kind he was he was he wasn't uh, he, he didn't, didn't come off as a silent loner he was very polite he you know he came in he was a regular customer but not in like a creepy way he gave me no reason to inform anybody he did everything through the legal process now they're getting death threats and like and, yeah. and like and and the other part of that is that person now is carrying the weight of those deaths. Like right. that's you're yeah, a part. And, and as much as you want to be like, well, you know, it took the person to fire the trigger. It's like, you still are part of those deaths. Right. Like whether, and you're still going to be down about 15% in gun sales next year. Cause you <laughs> lost your way. I mean, that company's probably, Oh, I bet I mean, they're selling done. more guns than ever. That's what happens every time there's a shoot. Yeah. Talk about yeah. that a little bit. Cause that's an yeah. interesting Isn't thing that, that a lot of people yeah. don't, don't realize why. And I finally realize, but I, I mean, you're the gun guy. I'll let you talk yeah, about I'll, it. You know, I'll tell you a story that sort of ties into that. I bought this, my AK-47, uh, three weeks before President Obama's first election when I was 20. Um, it was $400. Uh, a week after really? he became president, it was $750. That seems super yeah. affordable. Jesus. Yeah, so, it so was. What ha- so what happens really is... really expensive now people, because of racism. People buy yeah. guns at points of, like this because they expect legislation that will prevent them from buying guns. People buy guns most often when they expect something is going to stop them from being able to buy guns. Yeah, or make it extremely expensive. And and so here's the double-edged part of that. So on one hand, obviously that's a fucked up symbol of like everything that's dark and vile in the American psyche. On the other hand, uh, it might be the thing that makes eventually 20 or 30 years from now realistic mass scale gun control possible because one of the other things that has been happening over the last two decades is that the number of gun owners as a percentage of the American population has continued to drop. It will. Right. And it will continue People to drop. every year are getting into gun sports. Some of that is because of the politicization, but more than that, it's because of how fucking expensive it's gotten. When yes. I first started shooting, there were a lot of rifles you could buy for 100, 200 bucks. You could get a couple thousand rounds of old Soviet ammunition for $80, $90. We have one of That's these. Not possible. We have one of these in our house in, at my dad's place, and uh, I want to say he paid like 
80 bucks for yeah. that gun in the 80s. He killed it, a guy it, in the it 80s. It used yeah. to be cheap. It yeah. used to be easy for someone who was interested and not, didn't have a lot of money. You could buy ammo. You could buy guns. But because of all these crazy people stockpiling dozens and dozens of rifles and tens of thousands of rounds of ammunition, new people aren't getting into it, which means that in a couple – and again, it's not satisfying because this is a couple of decades off a from probably being a big of, yeah. voting thing. But eventually the NRA won't have the numbers. Well, I've got a solution for yeah. that. Yeah. I've got a solution for all of it. <laughs> it's a little crackpot, but that's what this show's about, right? <laughs> you if you want to cut down on I think lending to the point you just made, make health care for old racist angry people a lot more expensive or just get rid of it. <laughs> if the yeah, older yeah. generation started dying off faster, these newer politics would would become a bigger part yeah. of the populace. And yeah. people would have there, there would be less disparity of of socio beliefs in our in our culture or free well, one shot handguns for the OK. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like every that, old person that, dies yeah, immediately. But that's it's just kind, yeah, yes. But that's my that's kind of that's another thing, too, of like, you know, the, the, the Kevorkian thing of old people that are sick, not being yeah. able to take their own lives in so many states. It's like, let the old people die. The, the anger and the fucking racism and all the shit young people hate will go away with them, and it won't go away until they're gone, and they're done raising children, and they're done disseminating those beliefs into the culture. You can hear a comedy bit about that on the album Gift of the Magic. <laughs> Adam Todd Brown and Jeff May, available yeah, I did, on CDBaby.com. I, I didn't know that. I don't have a compact disc player. <laughs> have you ever... Uh, you guys uh, have do, it on I tapes, do, too. I right? do a whole bit about, about, like, why is science keeping the elderly alive? Yes. Yeah. Like, what's... Like, like no, old people are like, fuck let me go and they're like you know what let's get a, 10 more years out of grandma yeah. it's like why why they're, would you do that they're they're sucking tax money out of the hard-working <laughs> they're, young they're, people there's a reason social security is fucking dead it's gonna be no. we're not gonna have it no no, no. i read a really interesting i don't remember which article i read this say in. goodbye to Mima, everybody uh, <laughs> i've read so much shit about guns this week but Someone made a really interesting point about the NRA and why the gun industry is so tied to the NRA. And I think it's a fascinating point in that when, like with this mass shooting, it wouldn't take much research to know who made those guns that this guy used. But when will we ever see the CEO of that company have to answer for what his product does? It'll never happen because the NRA deflects all of that for the gun industry. If there's any kind of mass shooting, we're not going to go protest at the headquarters of the company that made the gun. We're going to yell at the NRA, well, and the not, NRA doesn't fucking well, care. That's well, that's not just the NRA. I mean, fucking Purdue Pharmaceuticals, the motherfuckers who make hydrocodone, something like yeah. 200,000 American deaths tied to them actually lying and saying our shit's not addictive. Right. Nobody's oh, ever yeah. going to go to fucking it, prison it for that. It goes back to what I say in yeah. every fucking podcast. Remove the caps on punitive damages for lawsuits. Yeah. Make that shit like the movie Runaway Jury, where you can take a gun company down when something like that happens, and they will have to be well, socially responsible. Why not take the whole concept of corporate personhood one step further and say, okay, corporations are fucking people, so we can execute them. Yeah. If they oh! fucking commit mass murder, oh! let's fucking kill them. Well, like, we, but they do. Well, but we do want to say corporations are people when it comes to voting and political contributions. So to your point, are, why yeah. can't we prosecute yeah. them? Like I don't know about execute, no, but fucking, prosecute them. Execute them. Well, execute yeah, them. with I mean, if guns. They're, if yeah. they're doing shit that's killing people, like yeah, that's the thing. The pharmaceutical industry and what they did to cause our opioid crisis right now is insane. Oh, no, it makes the gun problem look like yeah. the fucking heroin problem. There's videos from the early 90s of them being like, come on, we thought pain pills were addictive. 
but they're not. I love yeah. it. Tobacco's just sitting there with their hands in their pockets, whistling in the back, <laughs> yeah. like trying to walk away. Guess he doesn't seem so bad now. Yeah. yeah. We're oh, just I, selling it to kids in the Philippines. Yeah, I guess a pouch of red man ain't so bad, is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. How many how many uh people do the Marlboro kill? Yeah. Huh? yeah. I mean, Marlboro Man, he carried, right? Meanwhile, yeah. the makers of Four Loco are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> one guy dies and nobody yeah. gets this but you, one guy. <laughs> but you guys bring up a really interesting point in that we, we like this idea of taking personal responsibility when it comes to certain things, right? So people go, bar owners will go, well, why am I liable if a guy overdrinks? And they're like, well, you overserved him. And he's like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to know what his tolerance is? But if a if a bar overserves a guy who goes out dr- dr- drunk and kills somebody, they can be sued for negligence. Part of it, yeah. But but you can't do that in the gun industry. You can't do that in the pharmaceutical industry. There are so many industries where that doesn't exist. So we either go. Everyone is personally responsible for their choices, and none of the companies that make the goods or services that affect other human safety are liable, or everybody is liable. And if you are the CEO of Budweiser, you should be taken down for every drunk driving incident that there is. I think that's extreme. Now, the Brady Bill, like the deep talk about Tom Brady? Yes. 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 (laughs) Fucking Tom Brady versus the Bills. um, But the Brady Bill was the. That initiated the 15-day waiting period, right? Uh, like, I mean, it was... So, the 10-day? So it was like a, I think, 10-day nationwide. Like, I think what you, the assault weapons ban that was uh, rescinded recently is, is what you're talking Thank about. Thank God. Part. Um, yeah, well, just the Brady Bill and Jim. Because we didn't have... There was not a lot of tight regulation until... Yeah. I think it was Clinton. I think it was 93. Well, Reagan actually started oh. pushing through. In California, there was like a handgun, not a ban, but a severe restriction on handgun ownership and when you could carry guns under Reagan. Yeah. Um, well, if you want to look at one point in history where America was very anti-guns, look at the Black, Black Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. when they were open we're carrying, too and America many guns was like, at this no, point. No, 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 too many guns, too many guns. We need fewer guns, please. Fewer well, guns. Well, I saw there was And that, you know what we did? We went into those fucking neighborhoods and we took those goddamn guns. It was mm-hmm. interesting because somebody had made a point and it was, you know, on Twitter or something like that, but like, you want to know how you get gun control? Have every black American male buy a gun tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want gun control? You'll get fucking gun control. That would, I think, legitimately do it. I mean, put a few stories out about black people buying guns legally in mass and see how fucking quick gun laws change in this country. There. Because it it. is such a... I actually just read a thing today that black gun ownership is going through the roof right now. Since the Trump Trump, uh, election. Well, Well, yeah, because racism is also sort of coming back. Yeah, it's getting a real resurgence. Yeah, but there's also like an element of that that's kind of hopeful from fixing the problem because one of the problems that the anti-gun movement has always had is that none of the gun laws and none of the gun anti-gun advocacy is being carried out by people who know a fucking thing about guns. Right. So it sounds like your fucking grandma in 1998 complaining about violent video games. Yeah. Which is like obviously there's a fucking problem, but if they're not using the right terms, if they're clearly making if they're if they're advocating like the assault weapons bans, the Brady Bill, a lot of shit that they banned was like bayonet lugs. Like yeah. nobody's fucking more dangerous on the streets because their AK has a goddamn bayonet. That's not the problem, right? Yeah, no, yeah. A little more dangerous. <laughs> but like that's like Bernie Sanders when he's like, nobody should have an, uh, an automatic weapon. And it's like, where did automatic weapons come yeah. into play for this specific event? They well, weren't. We, like, right. By going out on that, you're 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 making yourself seem out of touch with the entire story. Well, it's it's very much to me focusing on the part of gun control 
that impacts white people. Mm-hmm. Like that's what when you want to when you're saying how do we how many mass shootings have to happen? How how many times do we have to cry into the void? It's like motherfucker, you should be crying into the void every fucking night if you're that worried about gun violence in this country. Yeah. Like but it's I mean, it's, it's an everyday thing. And also overall gun violence is down something ridiculous since 1991. Yeah. Yeah. It's down oh, like absolutely. 65% since the 90s. Yeah, one thing Even, that, and that's cra- that's astronomical Considering that if you took out the mass shootings, it would be down, what, 200%? Yeah, because mass shootings are the only thing that's up. That's the only thing that's yeah. keeping the numbers up but comparatively man, over a decade. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the that, thing it's, is... It's a good era for mass shootings. You know, people think of like an inner city area as like, well, what the fuck are you going to do? There's nothing you can do to help. Look at a place like Boston that for a few, at least a few years until Republicans came in and decided it was uh, budget money they didn't need to waste anymore, for a long time had this program where they would identify youths who were at risk of committing murder at some point in the next few years and just go to them directly and like sit them down and be like, hey, how about you, you know, do some other shit with your life? One of the guys- what can we do to help? And they went from something like, 60 youth murders in one year to the next year they had like three and it stayed that way the whole time they had that in place 95 percent reduction yeah Yeah. jim Jim brown's charity is in long beach and i uber drove the guy who is like the facilitator of it and that's exactly what they do They, they pull these kids they pull these kids off the streets and they put them in football yeah, to get them out, like to get them out of yeah. crime, like well, it's the same kill them in a, low, a slower if, term. If nothing else, at least in that situation, guns cannot be a police action. It no. cannot be send the police into South Central Los Angeles. We did that in the eighties with gangs, and uh, no, it's just ask the people of South Central how they felt about that. It's not a fucking sexy thing to like get people on board for. You can be like, yeah, yeah. we got to ban all the guns. We need like one big bill that's the bill that finally solves the gun control. Yeah, there's no problem. way to do it. You, like, you can't be like, we just got to spend thousands and millions and millions of hours talking to kids who yeah. are having a Community tough time. Outreach, yeah, mental yeah. health <laughs> programs, like that's you, what'll do it. You, you want yeah, that's I mean, what yeah. works. Honestly, but, yeah, but the thing feed is, feed every kid in Chicago. But the problem with this and the reason it's more this way like and being a guy who is a, a self-claiming libertarian i don't think we should have any laws that assign social responsibility to corporations to people to large entities i think that's what a jury's job is to do to handle those things on a case-by-case basis but i will say in terms of of regulation and everything the reason that we have these problems in these large generalized conversations when things like this happens is because nobody wants to do the work everybody wants to push a button and go government fix it make a law Make it not a problem, but you're talking about you guys are talking about the real things. The real gun control is how about we all spend a little bit more time pitching into creating a society where people just don't want to kill each other. Yeah, you want to yeah. get rid of guns? Put money into education. Yeah, yeah. like honestly, because you'll phase guns out. How many people? How many stories have you heard of where people inherited guns and just fucking got rid of them? Well, think about like, us that's as a kids. Very common yeah. thing. How much time did you have to play video games when you were a kid? Plenty. Okay. Well, but my point is. <laughs> <laughs> but my point kind is, I feel like it was a lot less for our generation, and maybe Adam oh, we can didn't attest have phones. this too. Well, yes, we didn't have phones, but we also, we also, I felt like we did more school shit. Like I, we had art clubs and and they're still there and football and everything else. Well, not if you talk to the parents that have kids that are in high school and shit today. That's not. I mean, just because kids are playing less football because parents don't want their kids brain damaged doesn't mean there's not. Yeah, a lot but there's of other that. sports. There's, there's soccer. There's, there's baseball. Nobody's playing baseball anymore. Let's, let's not call soccer yeah. a no, sport. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Coached soccer. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> women, <laughs> women's soccer. Can we say that? 
they were girls. They All were right, women. Well, I wasn't. Girls are the only people that should be playing soccer. Um, yeah. but but beyond that, I think you're missing. No, like actually, um, school activities are higher than they've ever been. Oh, really? Yes, they are. But are um, they are they uh, school funded or are they independent of the school? Uh, oftentimes, schools lose activities, and then depending on how supportive the community is. They'll come in and, and do that. Like so there were so times my where, point is, where are they not getting picked up when the schools are well, dropping? Well, them? what happens is it's because inner city black well, communities, no maybe child, perhaps. No child left behind is so shitty yeah. because they fucked the inner cities because if they weren't doing well, they actually got less money. Right. Because it was incentivizing teachers, which fuck you. Like to penalize educators or education systems in any way because kids don't have the support to be able to do well is fucking bullshit and it's only hurting the kids and so at this point in time if you don't provide hot meals for kids every day free and reduced lunches should be available extra counseling should be available after school activities including daycare should be provided and if those things become provided and kids can learn how to become functioning educated members of a society you'll have a lot less guns because you'll have a lot less necessity for guns but you yeah. could but you could never make that a mandatory part of our tax code because child reproduction is unregulated it's because people but are but child reproduction no, but, is unregulated but who gives a shit it's because people are selfish cunts they don't want to pay taxes that go to kids i don't because it's, I, I know don't. which and i mean i hate to say this but like fuck you for that because I don't. it's very important that if you want to be a part of this country you have to support building up the country and it's fucking education that's cool but then yeah. do i get to pick who has kids Fucking no. You can choose yourself. Can, can it kids. be like the NFL draft? Can I go like, I feel like these well, two I people mean, are going to make kids that are really that's good. A fun thing to throw out like, oh, do I get to pick who has kids? Look into any country that has actually look, put look, limits on how many kids you can have. I'm not it saying your fucking I'm not saying that's the solution. I'm playing devil's advocate and using that as an yeah, example. Yeah. My point is, I think if you lowered the tax rate, privatized schools more and allowed the people that really that really value those things to put more money into it, I think it would be better and, in the long and run. And by the way, and as a side note from what you were saying before, you want to know how to regulate population and having kids? Fucking pull more every, guns. No. Pull every <laughs> God-loving motherfucker that tries to push abstinence-only education. Oh, yeah. Fucking 100%. throw condoms. Throw every fucking yes. kid should get a fucking yes. condom put in their goddamn backpack, say, just in case, you got to know how to do this. You should have like to smell AIDS when you're five. And on, <laughs> on top of that, too, and we, uh, Evans and I were talking about this earlier, fucking kids should understand and know what guns do and how to fucking avoid blasting your best friend's face off by accident. Well, yeah. the, I always tell people the reason I didn't get into drugs and alcohol and promiscuous sex when I was a kid is because none of it was restricted from me. And guns, too. We were shooting guns when I was nine, ten years old. I knew everything about sex and was never encouraged or discouraged. I was allowed to make open choices when it came to all of those things. And ultimately, I feel like I made the right choices when it came to a lot of those situations. And I understood the dangers of unprotected sex, the dangers of frivolous yeah. drug use, the dangers of not knowing how to shoot yeah. a gun properly. But that's like education is important in that way, though. Like if you look at what happens in Africa, a lot of the AIDS crisis in Africa. Lines boils, because of religion boils down to us going over there and saying uh, condoms are the devil's it's, work. Well, it's not us. It's it's Christian mm. and specifically Catholic charity. It's yeah. not the well, federal no, government. Just no, that no, like, it is the federal government to some extent because because there's money that we send to Africa and uh, there is a a rule that we put in place that these different nations don't get this money 
if they don't push an abstinence-only anti-AIDS program. Boy, that, Bush, that, boy, that sounds like an Illuminati thing if I've ever heard it. government money that we yeah. send. Yeah, that's a fair point. Robert Evans, <laughs> you are a gun owner. Yes. How do you feel about HBO original series Ballers? <laughs> oh, I've never watched it. Oh, wow. Wow. No, but like... Way okay. to not research. So you seem... <laughs> you, you. I mean, you are arguably the baddest of baddest asses that we've uh, had on the show. Dude, you went to Iraq. Like, yeah, but... Like, almost on like a vacation. <laughs> like, I mean, I always had good people around me at the time. I wasn't the one fucking shit up you ain't seeing any of us volunteering to go to iraq but like and like oh, what's the food were... scene like it's amazing <laughs> it's you, you, have, you haven't had fucking falafel oh like, wow i don't give okay. a shit if you haven't eaten falafel in fucking iraq you don't know what what See falafel you means get an episode of john roma's food in, in iraq. <laughs> not happening we just don't have the budget really yeah, yeah. it's expensive you know what you do get out all of you guys sign up for the military <laughs> just fake it like and the moon just have landing. the government pay for you guys to go over there okay and then dessert well it is television so a fair number of them are gay and potentially trans so it's going to cut is. our crew down um but what i was going to say is like i mean you so what <laughs> if say, Robert? how would He's you like, oh, no, we're opening that can of worms <laughs> i just I, might not be a good group of people to t- send to iraq yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what i mean we'll have to re- we'll have to recrew up with um you know uh the homeland crew <laughs> say the government came up with like an assault weapons ban and your AK had to get taken. How, how would you personally react? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give a shit. Like it's fun. I've had a lot of good times with this gun. Uh, a lot of times out in the lake when I was a little, you know, 19 or 20, 21 years old, my friends and I would go out into the woods and we'd, we'd rail our drugs off the buttstock of it. And we'd go out into the night with tracer rounds and we'd shoot down trees and we'd strap chairs to the top of Jeeps and shoot at targets in the woods. And it was, like it, it was a lot. I've had a lot of good fucking times with that gun, but I don't have an emotional attachment to it other than some nice memories. Like I would prefer they let me demilitarize it in such a way, put a hole in it so it's broken, because I'd like to have it as a memento. But if I believed that there was a plan that was going to stop anyone from having a weapon and everyone from having a weapon of comparable power, including the police, because I don't think. They're qualified to be packing that kind of shit either. Yeah, but yeah bring up yeah. a very good point. When I would, about, yeah. I would support the shit out of that. Um, yeah, but so you're saying you don't care what what it is as a gun owner, what it is as long as it's the same for the government and the people. Yeah, because I don't. I mean, I, I have sure. a lot of problems with the way we arm our police. I have a lot of problems with the training that our police receive because it's it's wildly inadequate for the weapons that they carry. I mean, you can say the same thing about concealed handgun licenses because nobody made sure I was training when I, I used to carry a gun every day, and nobody made sure that I trained on it or anything. But nobody really does with the cops. Like you're, you're not you're expending, I think, on average, 150 to 300 rounds a year for most police officers in the country is the required amount. Yeah. Um, we just assume yeah. that they're like, oh, they're well-trained. Yeah. Like, well, but you know what a, th- a really quick way to cut that budget is? Oh, we don't need that much target practice, do we? Yeah. 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 The thing uh, that brings up a really good point about police and guns, there was a pretty famous case that happened in Canada, and I can't think of the... Sammy Yatin, I think, was his name. And he was this teen who fucking freaked out. He was on a subway in, I think, Toronto and just fucking freaked out and was naked and was waving knives at people. And the police managed to get everyone off the train. And they have this kid basically in the train. For one thing, they could have just shut the doors and waited it out to see what happens. But the kid's in the train. And they tell him not to take one more step. He does literally that. He takes one step. They shoot him three times. 
He falls. They shoot him six more times after he falls to the ground. And if you uh, read interviews with the cop who shot him, uh, one of the reasons they give is the guy with the taser didn't show up. And it's like, wait, what? And it turns out in Canada, any cop can have a gun, but only one is trusted with the responsibility of carrying the taser. So there's one person per unit that gets to carry a taser, but everyone gets to carry guns. It's also, as a side that's note, insane. Insane. Yeah, that's fucking the Canada. Canada, by the way. Canada. No wonder the healthcare is free. <laughs> uh, th- th- it's one of those insane things about, um, and I mean, this would be slightly on a tangent. I don't want to go too far, but like tasers. I mean, see how many people like are fatally shot with tasers because yeah. cops. Like how long you pulling down on that trigger? Like you hit someone with a taser for three seconds and they're down. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why you're, like, they say people leaving it on for, like, 15, 20 seconds of pure electricity. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, how are you that fucked up? And then they say, well, it's adrenaline. Yeah. It's insane. Well, it's the same thing that allows a guy to shoot somebody, like, 14 times. I was scared. Yeah. Oh, you were scared. Well, As he was running away from you? Yeah. We should we should probably wrap it up. We're getting a little over an hour. We didn't touch much on Josh's point about uh, punitive damages that you can get from corporations. I, I don't think that comes up enough in the gun debate, and I think it's a good point because we it's we the really, everything debate: food, pharmaceuticals. Yeah, we really fucked ourselves with that whole oh frivolous lawsuits. That woman spilled coffee in her lap. That woman needed skin grafts, motherfucker. She yeah. was supposed yeah. to file that lawsuit, but because of that lawsuit. Yeah, we'll never put a gun maker out of business through court systems. Or a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. Or, or a Monsanto. It's bad times. All right, we should get the fuck out of here, though. This has been so much fun. Robert Evans, thanks for doing it. Welcome. I appreciate it. Welcome. Back. Oh, yeah. Uh, you should all listen to the other podcast I'm on this week that talks about killing people with guns. Cracked Gets Personal. Check Is it Check out. It out. Mm, edit that out, Brett. Can you have Brett edit that out when you get back? <laughs> I can have Brett Please. do a lot of things now. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Wait, what? <laughs> and if you want a more whimsical... There were supposed to be five guns. <laughs> and if you want a more whimsical, absurd thing, we could always just uh, do a silly version of this on the Darkest Hour podcast. <laughs> we could, yeah. yeah. Um, come to our live podcast October 28th at the Hollywood Hotel. Ooh. It's free. It's at 9 p.m. I'm going to be on it. Jeff's on it. Quincy Johnson, Carrie Martin. We're going to have stand-up comedy beforehand. It's free. It's a costume party, so wear a costume. We'll be give, giving out prizes to the costumes we like the best. When is that again? October 28th, 9 p.m. Right. Pre-Halloween. Come to that. Jeff, what do you got to plug? Ah, uh, this is going up the 11th, right? This is going up, uh, yeah, next week. So, so in, yeah, the 11th. In two days, Mint on Cards, the second Friday of every month. We have a fucking phenomenal lineup uh this week uh blast from the past on beautiful magnolia and burbank california oh yeah also come see me at flappers october 17th message me for free tickets right it's where josh and i met oh yeah josh the only good thing i ever pulled out of that Uh, club was jeff may's ass hey hey (laughs) uh at the west side theater on the 14th i will be uh recording a live episode of obsessed with joseph scrimshaw about stranger things so if you're in town go for that that shows all right other than that if you can donate to care rescue la at gmail.com go for it all right anything else josh do you have anything plug no just uh darkest hours back in november we're off october yeah uh, we got to do another Darkest Hour podcast. Yeah, soon. we'll get that podcast going and then check out March of the Pigs. You can get that on my website, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, we have NFL lineman Kenny Wiggins from the Los Angeles Chargers will be on this week's episode. Wow. So. 
That's interesting. Pretty exciting stuff. Get them while they are here for a year. (laughs) (laughs) Before the NFL scurries them back to San Diego in in the utmost haste. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Josh, say goodbye. Bye, guys. Robert Evans, say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Robert Evans rookie card, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jim, me and Tim. <laughs>